You are listening to episode 15 of the Captain's Log. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that we lost a little bit of the audio at the start of this, so it's going to sound really bad at first, uh, but after the first couple minutes, it will clear up and everything will be totally fine. Uh, the mess up was totally my fault, uh, but it should not be much of a problem. So that being said, without further ado, here's episode 15 of the Captain's Log. But, uh, yeah. yeah. How, when was the last t- time you lost your debit card? That's what I w- want to know. Right off the bat. Square one. What, what was the question? When was the last time you lost your debit card? That, that is what oh, okay. I want to know. Or your, your, your credit card. <laughs> um, it's been a... Oh, I don't know. I've never like lost it. Um, I have given it to my wife and forgotten that I did that. Okay. So, so you you've had uh, that yes, like I... that scare where it's just like <gasps> yeah yeah like uh, I when I was twenty three and still a, a care provider. I, I was a care provider for like thirteen years. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, I had this routine for about three months, and I'm glad I didn't do it longer. I would have, well, died of malnutrition. But I used to just, I will get, like, a Starbucks in the morning, and I will get a bagel from uh-huh. my local, like, Safeway, right? And I was, like, every day all I ate. And then, of course, I wondered why I was, like, super uh, exhausted, you know, for, like, the rest of the day. Because that was, like, that's a balanced meal, right? There's no Old protein or bread, yeah. But uh, it was one of those, yeah, I did it, like, every day, basically, uh, that I worked. And... I don't want the days for whatever reason I'd let my 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 wife uh, use my card and uh, I had just forgotten about it and so I went to went to pay I was like oh yeah cards not in there but it was one of those were like you oh, know I, again I was in there all the time so they were like yeah whatever just get us next time and so it was like you know crisis averted on that one but I did have a mild <laughs> panic attack for a second like oh geez um, but no, I've never like, lost it, lost it where like, I had to like, cancel it or anything like that. It's okay. always like, you know, usually, because yeah, we used to borrow each other's cards all the time, depending on, you know, who was right. know, less broke. Now we just whatever transfer money, like, you know, with our phones or whatever, but that was the, the old right. school method. I started my week with that. I lost my de- debit card, and I was panicked that next day. Thankfully, I found it. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I I went on on Sunday night to go try out this new like pizza and beer restaurant, and uh, sounds good. Yeah, it was it was good. They they had some good pizza. It wasn't amazing, but it was you know it was definitely very good pizza. But they handed me their beer me- menu, and they were like, okay, so the first three pages is everything we have on t- on tap. And they, wow. I, yeah, I, I want to say they had like 60 something there. So I was like, ooh, this sounds fun. So, um, but I guess I either dropped my card or never took it out of the, the like black uh, portfolio thing that they normally do, right? And that yeah, next yeah. day I was running late for work. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just buy lunch at Subway. 
or something yeah. and i happened to check my wallet like right before i left for subway and i didn't have my card and i was like well shit <laughs> so not a great start yeah, that is... to the week no. But we are here on a Friday recording episode 15 of the Captain's Log. If all of you guys out there did not know. um, So I am am very excited about that. Um, Let's see. This is a weekly show that we do here at the Whatnots. Where we just kind of talk about whatever. Hang out. Relax. Don't do much of anything. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that was the start to my week, but it, it, it got immensely b- b- better than that. It, it did not stay at that l- 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 level. <laughs> well, that's good. That would have been a real shitty week. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You, you reminded me of a story that my dad, uh, told me once when he was in college, he, um, he he would go to Burger King like all the, all the time, and uh, when when he would eat there, he would write checks, because um, that's what they <laughs> did back in the day. You know, they they wrote checks. Yeah. Um, and apparently, some new kid started working there, and my dad went, and it was like three in the morning, um, and he's he's he, like he pulls out his checkbook to pay, and the guy is uh, who was at the cash register was like oh i'm sorry sir we don't take checks and uh we, like as he's hanging that the manager walks by and goes oh that's scott he's here all all, all, all the time don't worry about him <laughs> so he oh uh, man yeah he, he got to you got to pay with checks when he wasn't supposed to <laughs> Talk about special privileges, man. Oh, that's a that's a I funny know. one to be like, yo, dog, I don't cash right? my check. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I'm that good is too boy. funny. My my checks don't bounce. I think yeah, I think the best part is like when you're balancing your checkbook later and like and you're and you're looking through your carbon coffees, like what what do you put in the memo burger notes? King, just burger like King, delicious burger. ass burger. <laughs> you know, just like 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 memo tasty burgers like mm good i mean like I, yeah like do you put something in the memo line on that or is it just like i don't know man it's like yeah it's burger king they know what's having up having it my they way having it my way um so uh you've actually experienced this now with me and and it's something that i love to do with my brothers and it started with them is that whenever um we owed each other money uh we would intentionally write each other checks so and write the most embarrassing shit we could in the memo line, because um, cash is fine and all, and that's that's easier. But if I have to write my brother a check for like thirteen dollars and just put for being my little bitch on it, then he has to go to the bank and he has to he has to cash that check and hand that to um, someone else who then reads he's, that. He's got to hand it over, yeah. And uh, and of course he'll do it right back to me and uh, me and my two little brothers we've been doing that for many many years uh, and uh, I love it and it's always like because there's a line you don't want to get like you know too fucked up with it but like you, you it's got to be like at least mildly embarrassing for them with, uh, yeah with, to with go the in ones there. you know you 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 can have that kind of of relationship with you can yeah just start start fucking with yeah. them. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I don't remember what I put in the memo line for your your Venmo transaction, but I know I had something ridiculous to say. I I uh, think it was for being my boo. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. Be yeah. my baby girl. Something like that. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I I, you know. I got the notification, and I was like, oh sweet, and so I like opened it up just to make sure you know it was all fine, and. Yeah, I, I I get the little memo thing that says like for being my baby girl. I was like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. This, was, this is how I enter, this is how I entertain myself in adulthood. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> you know, the guy at the electric company, he wasn't nearly as 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 uh, excited as you were, but uh, you know, he he got nice love letters too. <laughs> like, what's up, Comcast guy? Jeez, yeah. my, he's trying my, to play with you here, my comic book store my local comic book shop now t- t- takes v- 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 venmo they they have a thing well that's dangerous um, yeah <laughs> just like i'm gonna pay for all of my comics on venmo crazy stuff man oh yeah, oh, yeah. tell me about your your week you just said you went to go see uh ant ant man yeah, so we just this morning watched uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, it sounds like we're probably going to do reactor core on it, so we won't get too into it. But it's um, it's really good. It's really dope. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been hearing good things. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about it uh, in depth in a uh, spoiler-filled review coming near you. But uh, yeah, that was that was the day so far. It's the summer right now. My wife is a teacher, so... Um, she's home a lot more, and my oldest, Kate, who is now going to be a second grader, which makes me feel like a thousand years old. Um, there you go. But uh, they're home for the summer, and so that's really cool. We've been doing a lot more. It's It was the 4th of July this week, and so uh, for the most part, yeah, we just go to the park and just kind of hang out. It's been like hot and muggy, so it's like not the greatest for, for me. I, I can't be out in the heat for too long, but... Uh, um, yeah, we, we've gotten out and, and had some fun with the kids. You gotta, with little kids, you gotta let them run around and get some some steam out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emma would literally run around in circles just like a maniac. Um, but uh, so we did that. The big excitement of the week, of course, was the Fourth of July itself. We did try a new event. We usually uh, there's two there's two events that they have in in Olympia, Washington, where I'm where I live. Uh, on the third of July, there's always a big fireworks show. And I always work third. on the third now. On the third, there's a show. I know. I know. So we do two in a row, right? There's one on the third, oh, and I always miss it. American there. to do it the night before. Yeah. <laughs> just like, we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I think, I, <laughs> I think it's just an excuse to like just have two because they like, there's going to be one on the fourth, of course. And so um, that way it's just two nights to get drunk and eat barbecue. Not that, yeah, I guess you need an excuse. But uh, back in the day when I was a little kid, I used, to, I used to always go to the one on the third. And the one on the third used to be at uh, at a mall. Uh, it was, they'd shoot them off in the parking lot of this old mall. Now the mall is like a Target, and there's like nothing left from it. And they, now they do it at um, a park right down the street from my house. Uh, and again, I'm always working, so I miss it. But it looks like they have like food trucks, and it looks pretty, looks pretty fun. Um, awesome. But the one we did go, yeah, the one we did go to, is I had the I had Wednesday completely off because um, I'm the closing manager at the shop, so I, I work evenings and well we close at six, so I was not needed that day, uh, which uh, was you know no no complaint of, of mine. Uh, yeah. We went to this there's this like fancy ass golf course like Tumwater Valley, 
uh, too rich for my blood, but uh, they they like kind of helped throw this event. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was like bouncy houses, like bounce castles, and all kinds of stuff. Um, there was a bunch of food trucks. Uh, there was um, I don't know, at least a thousand people, if not more. There's a lot of probably more than that. I'm really bad with math, but there was there's a lot of people. It was very busy. Um, it, it was super intense. We had never done it before. They had like skydivers and everything. I, uh, it was That's a trip. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a trip. They had this, like, uh, big area roped off, and they had, like, I think it was, like, four jumpers, and the last one, of course, went, like, super slow, and they had, like, an American flag attached to them and everything, and it was, you know, <laughs> kind of, like, ridiculous and awesome at the same time, you know? They're, they yeah. blared a lot of country music at that uh, event, more than I would be comfortable with, uh, but uh, it's, I guess that's whatever. What, what America I mean, likes is the country yeah, music. I, I, I uh, feel like at that type of e- e- events where you're going to be yay America and there's going to be a lot of barbecue and alcohol, there's also going to be a lot of country me, 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 me music. Yeah, I mean, I guess it felt appropriate. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I have social anxiety and I'm not like the biggest fan. I like just people in general and crowds yeah. and whatever. And so, like, I mean, it was fun. It was cool. I'm glad we tried it out, but I think we as a family decided that next year we're going to go back to our normal thing. And our normal thing is uh, across the street from that, that golf course, um, there's this old Masonic uh, cemetery, um, and it's like up the hill from it, and uh, you can see the fireworks perfectly there, and it's a lot more mellow. So we usually just park down the street and walk there, and we'll get like a bunch of junk food and stuff. Like uh, for some reason, like red vines have become like a like synonymous with the Fourth of July for my kids, and so like we'll just there get a go. bunch of junk food and kind of cuddle on a blanket. And it's the word got out a long time ago about the uh, cemetery, so like you know a lot of people show up to it. But compared to the the event we went to this year, it's like way more chill and way more mellow. So I'm glad we tried That's it cool. out, but I think we're gonna go back to yeah the old manic family tradition of of just the more kind of low key. Because um, my whole family has anxiety, so everyone had their everyone had their little freak out moment during the uh, during the event. My my little neurotic family, but it was yeah it's been a, it's been a good week and a good summer. So far, um, the hardest part's been trying to like schedule everything. Like they were just rushing out the door when when we started recording. So that's, you know, during the during yeah. the summer or during the during the rest of the year, you know, we're a little more regimented with the with the schedule. So I kind of wake up every day not exactly knowing if I have had plans made for me or not. <laughs> so I let her know at the beginning of the week. I was, I'm recording at two thirty, just so you know, just so you know that's happening. So just y'all FYI. can do whatever you want. Yeah, like that's happening, um, and uh, I think the, the big, the last excitement for the week probably is tomorrow. There's going to be a cosplay meet and greet um, at a Tumwater Falls, which is a really gorgeous park right down the street from my house. Um, I'm part of a cosplay photographer alliance group that's all like Seattle based, and Seattle's like an hour okay. from me, and, and most of the people live in the Seattle Tacoma area or somewhere about. Sure. So it's like you know. They they have events all the time, photo shoots and cool things like that, but they're often pretty north of me, like at least an hour away. Um, but this one's like yeah, in my backyard, and so that's a, that's exciting. So hopefully that's I can sweet. meet some of like the, the, the more local people to the area because I've only shot with a handful of people, and they've all been more Seattle-based. And I know there's some that I follow on Instagram or whatever that are you know, the Olympia area. So that'll be, uh, that'll be cool. And as far as I know, I think I'm going to be the only photographer there because uh, everyone else is showing up in costumes. So good for me. <laughs> You'll get a lot good of work there. <laughs> get it all. Get, yeah, snap it all. 
Sounds good to me. Yeah, Definitely. dude. Um, other than lose your card, though, you said your week started picking up. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing no more, no more lost cards. No more lost cards. I I did. So I don't have a car. So I had to go walk to to go go get get at it, and it's like twenty five thirty minute walk, and it's in oh, in geez. this heat. So it was not fun. I got there and I'm like sweating the whole t- time. I'm like, hey, I I think I left my my c- card. Can can, <laughs> can you go check? And yeah, there. You know, I'm just sitting there like sweating as p- people are like walking in trying to have this nice dinner and stuff like that <laughs> but uh yeah found found my card they had it there uh it was nice to get that back uh do have you ever tried uh like apple pay or some kind of something like that i haven't you know i'm uh so I'm I'm 37. I'm going to turn 38 in a month, which makes me feel like a thousand years old. And yes, I know I've said that twice this episode, but I do feel like I'm a thousand <laughs> years old. But uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm old enough that I'm young enough that like I've embraced technology, and I don't think it's like a bad thing necessarily. But I'm I'm like old enough that I remember when like a lot of these things didn't exist, and like. I knew that, like, you know, like, paying yeah. wirelessly with your card was a thing. I, I'm not, like, a super Big Brother conspiracy person at the same time. I don't trust that kind of thing. So I'm like, ah, it's not something that I totally. would choose to use myself. Um, we got new card readers at work, like, a year and a half ago. And uh, it was around the time that they were supposed to start implementing the chip, you know, in, the, in your card everywhere. Which sure. a lot of places around here still don't do my understanding is it's supposed to be like mandated by now but a lot of places it's like taped over it's like no the card reader doesn't work just swipe it or whatever but uh yeah i know the first time i rung someone up at the shop and they just like held out their phone and it was like boop i was like oh what that it really yeah. i i yeah i felt like it, an old man and it also like it, i don't know just kind it, of freaked me out i was like it oh, works it's and it's magic i tried it out for the first time this, this week and it's it's scary and it's like addicting at the same time because now i'm like i I wonder where else like i wonder i can see the appeal apple play so kyle i don't know if you listened to like the early early episodes out of the fridge like the first six months or so but we used to record the shop and it used to be Mm -hmm. our friend uh producer jamie that would uh record us and uh jamie's you know long time friend and customer at the shop and uh he has um i think it's like an android watch it's i don't think it's like the apple one but he's got like a android version of the apple watch or whatever you call it some kind of he's got a smart watch of some variety and and so he often uses it to, to buy stuff now and it's pretty cool because it um it like instantly will ping him with a notification, you know, yeah. whenever it gets used. So I guess that's a good thing. It's like, well, if your card ever got misused, I mean, he'd get a notification about it like immediately. So I can I can see that uh, being pretty cool and theoretically not having to carry your your cards around with you. But I don't know. Yeah, because I I tried it out that Monday when I lost my card because I was gonna go buy my lunch that day. Um, yeah, but I I like didn't have it with me, so I was like, I wonder if I can use like Apple Pay or something because it like the vending machines that we have at work have like a a card thing, 
and yeah, it had the little Apple Pay little logo thing there. So I was like, huh, okay. So I, I had it up and I bought, you know, a, a little candy bar and it worked. I was like, whoa, nice. this is so weird. You know, a weird thing about me is, dude, I love vending machines. Like, I have a weird, almost unhealthy obsession with vending machines. Like, I love them. <laughs> like, whenever, whenever I see, like, especially the, the coffee ones... Yeah. I fucking love it. And it's like, and it's never good. What like, the coffee's like never even closely good. But I'm fucking into it. Like, Costco now, the one by my house at least, has one. And it's actually like for vending machine coffee. It's like the best vending machine coffee I've had. And I think it's like a dollar. <laughs> so it's pretty sweet. So it's, my wife, like, literally should start rolling her eyes the minute I get over there. Cause I'm just like, oh, baby, I'm going to get my French vanilla, like, fake ass powdered bean coffee. Woo! But it's a dollar, though. It's a dollar. It's hot as fuck. I'm going to burn myself. God damn, but it's a buck. You're, you're I love it. at some like ar- some arcade. <laughs> Just sitting there, oh man, I can get this. I can do that. I can. No, it's so it's so sad. Yeah, cuz there's just like all these <laughs> options like, oh, you know what? I'm going to spring the extra quarter though to get that extra caffeine boost. Booyah. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like they can't just say vanilla flavor. It has to be like, you know, French vanilla bean to make it sound like fancier. It's yeah. like it's coming out of a fucking machine and they just plop the, the fucking paper ass cup down. And it's like, it's like a fucking weird mixture too, where it's like you see like this. I think it's like a combination of like milk and water. It's this weird, frothy, white, hot liquid starts shooting out and then gross. the coffee starts shooting out. So it's gross. Yeah, it's not. If it's one of those like, you know, when you're there and you're just like whatever, kind of like half paying attention, it's not too weird. But if you like had that shit in slow mo, like that's like some like, looks like some alien autopsy shit or something, man. That's just like not something you want to like really pay attention. Like I'm putting that in my face. Uh, that's going in my body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know, I have a weird thing with vending machines, especially the coffee ones. Like, when uh, when Emma was born, we had to be in the hospital for like a week, because my wife had to have a, a C-section, because Emma was the fattest fat baby in the world. She was 13 pounds, 11 ounces when she was born. She was huge. She broke the record at the hospital. But I <laughs> bought, I, I, I just brought like a bag full of quarters, man, and I was pumping that machine. And there was a cafe upstairs, and so it's like, I mean, I could have had like, well... I wouldn't say real food. It's still gross cafe. Like, you know, hospital food's hospital not good. Hospital food, but yeah. I could have had, like, better food. But I was like, nah, man, I'm going to eat this sandwich in a pouch. Like, that's what I'm going to eat right <laughs> now. I'm going to eat this fucking crustable right here. Watch sandwich out. Sandwich in a pouch. Uh, do we... That's all those crustables, right? They're, like, basically, like, it's like a weird little, like, sandwich pod, dude. Like, it's, like, it's the fucking weirdest shit, man. It's so weird dude. like i would never make that at home but i see it in a vending machine i'm like hell yeah like That's why terrible did did it's you sickness. when when you were in school did you ever have milk in a pouch no i okay i actually had a conversation on twitter about this a week ago i knew that in canada the milk comes in like bags and that always like fucked me up because i don't like i don't get it I like, I had that. It's an East Coast in thing. America, I, it's, in I, Virginia. I no. I my understanding. If someone is listening and they're on the West Coast or, or the Midwest, even, and you've had milk in a bag, hit me up because my understanding is it's an East Coast thing. Because I had never heard of it until it a week ago, so and then I was weird. on Twitter, and one of my friends like, yeah, they were they're hauling at me because we had a. It was like yeah, the last week of school or whatever, we had a little barbecue thing. And so, of course, I had a little chocolate milk box, right? And so I tweeted out. I was like, ha-ha, taste of my childhood, son. And, of course, uh, one of my homies was like, what about the bag, though? I was like, what, are you milk Canadian? And they were like, nah. I was like, what the f- 
what are you talking about? And it was real gross because they were talking about like how the milk tasted funny and it'd be all warm and shit. I was like, oh my god, like yeah, yeah. Think all these like health code violations and shit. Like, oh my god. So, so at my school, like you, you would go into the lunch line. There were two sides, and you would like go in and go down the line, and then you would come out this like middle door. Um. Yeah, and, and and then you you would go sit, but the first thing you would see when you walked into like the lunch line things, they had this like open door freezer type of thing filled with these yeah. milk crates with bags of milk, and you'd have to like reach so in and get a bag of milk, and yeah, it just felt like reaching into this like weird Jello like liquid thing of milk. <laughs> it's disgusting. So, but but it, but it only came in the bag. There was no carton option. It was like just the bag. Well, we we had we had the bags. I want to say until like second or third grade, and then they switched to the cartons. Weird. Um, yeah, it was so, so strange. Um, but my my grandparents came and ate lunch with me one year. I want to say this was like first g- g- grade, and yeah. Um, so the the thing is with the with the b- 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 bags of milk, like the 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 bag was filled like completely, like there was no like yeah. tear it at this part and you you know that's how you open it. Like no, it was just a like a, a thing of plastic filled with milk, and so to you just like stab just stab it, you just yeah. stab it in, like the heart and just start sucking. Basically, but it like. You, you couldn't j- j- just stab it. You had to have your thumb on top of the straw. So, because if you stabbed it, the milk would shoot up the, oh, the, sh- yeah. the straw. So you have to, like, <laughs> stop it. And so my... So there was a technique. Yeah, my, yeah there was a technique. I mean, it, it, it's like the the, the Capri Suns. Like, you, you have to have your thumb yeah. on top of it and do, do, do it All right. like, the, the right way. But my grandparents didn't know this. And so oh, my grandma no. like stabbed this bag of milk with the straw, and it like went all over her when she Beautiful. was eating with oh, us. It man. was hilarious. Come so, on, grandma. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I remember in uh, elementary school, we were only allowed chocolate milk on Fridays, and so like Friday what? felt like I know, no, for real. I, I I don't know if this changed later on, but in, or, or if it was just my particular I school. We're talking like milk. I uh, I I left elementary school in in ninety two and uh, graduated in middle school. So just to show you the time frame, so it was a long time ago. But yeah, I used to love the chocolate milk, right? And then the minute mm. I got to middle school, you had the option every day, and so like I think I literally had chocolate milk. Every single day from sixth grade all the way through my senior year of high school, I don't think I ever had cho- like regular milk again. I was like, "Why the fuck would you ever have regular ass white milk when you could have delicious ass chocolate, chocolate milk. milk, son?" Chocolate milk all day, every day. But uh, the other thing I noticed too, um, I didn't discover this until middle school or uh, high school. I'm sorry, but uh, if uh, if you flirted with the lunch ladies, they'd give you more food. I figured that one out pretty quick. Oh, uh, yes. Because I used to... Yeah, dude. No, for real. I'm not even joking. Because I used to have, like, long hair, right? And one day, the the lunch lady was oh, like, hey. Jesus, kid, you look like Johnny Lang. And I was like, okay. All right. 
And so the next day, I was just like, hey, hey, he hears new album. Yeah, so that, that was fire, though. Yeah. You went home how, and you, how, researched how, it. How are you doing? No, well, I, I, I play guitar, and I read guitar magazines. So I already, like, I knew who he was. I didn't, I hadn't actually heard his music at all. But, like, I knew that he was a guitar player. And, like, this, in the, like, late 90s, when this happened, like, he was, like, a pretty big deal at the time. Because he was, like, a new kid. He was still a teenager. Um, and he, like, uh, there was a period, I don't know if it's still a thing, where, like, every blues hit person was like 13 or something there was like a weird period in the mid to late 90s where like if you were a blue star you were like an actual child and then like the minute they hit like fucking 21 they were like out to pasture or something and of course i can't remember the names of any of them other than johnny lang at this point maybe like kenny wayne shepherd but there's all these people that were like kind of all the pop stars these days yeah it was yeah well i guess it's not that weird when you put in the context of just pop music in general but it was like blues in particular in the late 90s was this weird thing going on uh but no for real like i went in and i was like flo what's up you something doing your hair yeah all right and then yet suddenly i got a wink though and suddenly it was just like an extra scoop of fries i'm like oh okay all right Every day, man, I had to bring it. I wanted them fries. And then when I figured out, so I'm vegetarian now, but back in the day, I was not. And uh, one of the best things you could get was taco salad. Uh-huh. But uh, again, I'd mac with the lunch lady. I'd be like, hey, Flo, why don't you give me two scoops of meat on there, and we just get rid of that lettuce. We don't need that. And so, yeah, she gave me two scoops of meat and one scoop of cheese. It was so much better. Fuck that lettuce. That shit was filling. <laughs> that was like styrofoam. That wasn't even like real lettuce. That was like... Packing peanuts, I'm, I'm pretty sure they died green. That shit wasn't good. But yeah, man. I mean, not That's that the funny. meat was good, but the meat was better than that. But yeah, yeah. So I, uh, that, that was another hot, hot tip that I learned. Uh, flirt with your lunch lady, kids. You'll see what, <laughs> see what happens. Get some, get, get some of that good food. Exactly. Woo! Exactly. That's so funny. I, I don't think we had, yep. like, our, our lunch ladies were, like, they weren't like the stereotypical ones you see on TV where they're like fat and unhappy with their lives and they're all named like Helga, you know. Uh, but they like, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we didn't like them because when you didn't have money on your card or or or, or something, they were like, nope, you can't eat, you know. And so they they would take away our food, and there was no like sympathy lunch, like, oh well. You can at least have this free thing of like peanuts or something. It was just like, nope, you get nothing, no soup for you. You know, yeah, that, that um, is cold as ice. Yeah, and so we we there was no flirting with the, with the lunch ladies for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I never really had to experience that because I I mean I grew up poured on welfare for a long time uh and so like yeah i i either had free or or reduced lunch for a long time mm-hmm. but uh the way it used to be set up was like when i was in middle school i just had to go to the office and like sign something and they'd like give me the it used to be like little paper tickets and then by the time i got to high school but they looked like what everyone else had so like no one would know you know unless they saw me in there or whatever but then yeah. uh in high school, it was all electronic, you know, and like, and that, like, Kate was just, I, when I was with Kate, they have like a little binder with like little like barcodes and shit on it. So it's like essentially yeah. the same thing as it was back then, a little more high tech. Uh, like with Kate, it was like an actual binder with pictures of the kids and like their little, little barcode thing where like a mine, I think I had a number. I feel like I had a number and they like inputted it and like, I think they like, yeah, it's probably my student ID number or something. That's how we used Sounds to do it. They had like such a keypad. A prison. <laughs> Dude, no, it was, dude, the high school is a fucking prison, man, at least it my really high school is. was. Well, okay, like, 
like Tessa, my wife, she grew up in Billings, Montana, and they had an open campus. So that oh, wow. what that meant was during during lunchtime and during breaks, you could actually leave the school and then come back. And like there was a Little Caesars right across from her high school, uh, which I was fucking jealous of, right? And because uh, Little Caesars used to be and good back Billings. in the day. Um, it's a Billings, Montana, and so like she could like leave campus and like walk across the street or go home quickly as long as you could get your ass back in time. You could leave. My school was always in lockdown. It was a closed campus. Like I mean, I skipped school and shit because I was a bad kid, but like I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> and, yeah, they had like so, people that would like fucking you know patrol and shit. Fun fact: both of my parents are from out west, but my mom is f- she grew up in Bozeman, Montana. Woo! Uh, so, yeah. There so you go. She, she, she would do similar things. She mentioned she would go skiing on on her lunches. She would like leave school and go, go, go skiing. Um, Imagine having that kind of time. I mean, like I'm in Montana, like you know, like God, you got some mountains. But I'm like, I'm, there's like literally a mountain in the like the back of the school. Like I'm just gonna go right over here, you guys. Like damn, yeah. you've got an hour. That's impressive. <laughs> that's ridiculous. The to actually, go fucking ski. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit it. Yeah, my I'm my parents Woo. recently retired and moved out to Wyoming, which is where my dad was from. Uh, so they're back out there in the West, and they are loving it. Damn. Crazy Man, stuff though. You know what they have a lot of you know what they have a lot of in Wyoming? Cows. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing in Wyoming. I've, I've driven to Wyoming. There's fuck all in Wyoming. God yeah. damn. You you have to There's go at there. the right time in Wyoming cuz otherwise it is just like absolutely barren and nothing. But then there's like this one month period where it like everything is in bloom it looks fantastic it looks beautiful but besides that one month now it's just it's cows and tumbleweed and <laughs> everyone knows yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah olympia's olympia's not that different you get like early spring and there's this really awesome period where there's like cherry trees blooming and like the flowers start popping and the weather warms up a little bit, but it's not too bad. Because um, the thing with the summer here is it gets muggy as fuck. It is so humid say, aren't, here because aren't it's so you guys wet right all the time. on the water. It's horrible. We are, dude, and we're we're like fucking like at sea level basically. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I had cancer a couple of years ago, and ever since like my recovery and everything, my body just doesn't process like heat the same way. It actually causes me like physical pain if I'm like if I get too hot. It's really weird, mom. But uh, mom a lot of it's like has to do with humidity. It's it's really fucking weird. Yeah, I've gone to three different doctors, and they're all like, "That's not a thing. You're making it up." I'm like, "Cool. Thank you for believing me. Why the fuck would I make this up?" Uh, but okay, cool. Uh, but I've noticed a lot of it's humidity because I went to Spokane, which is in eastern Washington, for my brother-in-law's wedding last year, and it was like 90 plus degrees every day. But Spokane's like the fucking desert. It's super dry. Totally fine the whole time. So there's definitely like something to do with like the moisture here. Uh, so I think I'm like allergic to my hometown, which is weird. Um, I have lived here for uh, I've lived here for a long time. I guess that's just how it goes. <laughs> my my ex, it's very beautiful here most of the time though. My ex lives just north of Seattle, um, and she when when she came out to Virginia to visit for the first t- time. Uh, 
I, I was like, hey, it's really hu humid here. And she goes, I know what humidity is. Like, I, you know, I'm on, I'm oh, at, yes. at Seattle. Like, we, you know, we're right on the water. I was like, you don't understand. East Coast, Virginia, like, swamp stuff. Uh-uh. It is not fun. And she got here, and she was like, this is the worst. I hate this. This is so much worse than yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't. Damn, I don't remember much about it now, but I actually grew up in the South uh, for the first uh, the first seven years of my life. I lived in Alabama twice, in Tennessee once, and uh, I remember being really fucking kind of horrible <laughs> and just not hot fun. and miserable all the time. I don't think I can handle it now. Yeah, like it'll be eighty five, and it'll feel like it's one hundred and ten. And it's just, you walk outside, yeah, and you're just instantly damn. soaked, and you're just like, oh, God, this is awful. I hate this. Um, and then, I remember I, Florida being the worst. I remember that yeah, much. That's, it's terrible there. Um, and I moved out to Texas for a year. Uh, I took a year off of college and moved out to Texas because I had no more money, and that's where my parents were at the time. And uh, they were they were right on the Mexican border, and uh, one of my oh, man. C c coworkers was like, "Dude, you're gonna hate it here." Uh, or, or, well, I mean, I guess he's like, "Don't, well, don't, don't you hate the weather here? It's so hot. It's like 114 each, you know, like each 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 day here." And I'm like, "Dude, I am loving the weather here. It is fantastic." Because they had no humidity whatsoever. And he was like, how can you stand it? I was like, it feels like it's 70. And it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It, it was sad when I went to Spokane because I felt so good for that that, that few days <laughs> I was there. Now, I would not yeah. want to live in Spokane. It's a very, like, redneck place. But uh, the weather felt uh very amazing. Uh, the only thing I remember from the South that I do miss is uh, seasons. Seasons are a thing there, and they're not <laughs> yep. here. Um, we have like we have like winter in like hot muggy summer in like fuck all in between. Um, my great. favorite season is the fall. My favorite season is the fall. I love watching the leaves change colors and everything. I just love autumn. It's like the best. Um, as a kid, you know, I loved diving in, in the piles of leaves and I just yep. walking along and it's just red and gold and, and brown everywhere and it looked, oh, it was so gorgeous. Uh, and I still vividly remember that. Here, that happens for like two weeks and then it starts to rain and the rain knocks all the yeah, leaves off the trees off. instantly and then it's just cold and wet and then it rarely snows here so it's usually just kind of like a cold drizzle for like four months. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so i miss i miss the fall most most of all for sure yeah but not enough to move back <laughs> yeah we definitely have fall here but uh let, let me ask you this what have you been reading comic book wise this week because i've been catching up on a bunch of co comics this has been my week to like uh like catch up on all the comic books that have stacked up besides my beside my bed yeah, I've been taking one book at a time and then just kind of binging it and either reading it again from the beginning or reading it for the first time. And 
I'm just starting again with the Jason Aaron Thor run. Um, okay, I'm not I'm rereading God of Thunder. My way through that, yeah, God of Thunder is great, but uh, I've read that recently enough that I I didn't feel the need to reread that part of it. Um, but so I started with the the, the Jane stuff because um, okay. I still haven't finished it, and I don't know like exactly how it ends. Uh, I mean, I have an educated guess, of course, <laughs> with Thor yeah. and somebody back and everything. But, uh, yeah, um, I really enjoyed that run anyway when it was coming out. Um, and we read it for Out of the Fridge about a year, year and a half ago. And so I had gotten caught up at that point, but, uh, you know, not not since then. So I started reading that again. Um, I reread all of the, um, the Doctor Strange, starting with the Jason Aaron um, series and then up to when Donnie Cates takes over. Okay. And so now I just I just need to read um, Damnation, I think, and then whatever comes after Damnation, which there isn't much, and then the new series just started. So I, I think I have like one one trade, maybe two left, and then I'll have read that complete uh, Doctor Strange series. But overall, that one's pretty solid, although I don't necessarily love the way that Jason Aaron writes uh, Doctor Strange. It's like he's like a weird I, magical I think I read mix like the of first Thor and, and Tony Stark. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And there wasn't he, yeah, he decided it. he was going to make Doctor Strange a player and stuff, and I was like, that's not Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange <laughs> isn't a player. He's not like a flirty pimp guy, but okay, sure. And yeah, all the magical weapons make him look cooler, I guess, but also makes him look like Magic Thor, and that's not as interesting to me. I'm actually fine with him using his fingers and whatever and using actual magic. Um, the part of his run that I did enjoy was the he focused a lot on the uh, price of magic and the price of like using magic and like so that I appreciated. So there was elements of the, and the Chris Bacalo art was fucking gorgeous. So like there's parts of it I liked. I didn't necessarily like his characterization of of Stephen Strange, but. Um, yeah, whatever, and not enough to like make me stop buying it or anything. But uh, I I like the more old school Doctor Strange stuff myself. Um, okay, like the stuff I, in the seventies and eighties is, is Paul more and I read the first two volumes for an episode of the Whatnots with Jason Aaron and when Chris Bachalo was on the the book. It was good. I liked it. I think it the that first like story arc ended with just like. Just punch it harder, and you'll win. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I I mean... That's definitely a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which which works for Thor, but... but, Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Thor, I... My comic book store accidentally put the new Thor number one in my box, and I'm not buying Thor because I'm caught up. And when I was like, hey, I'm not supposed to be getting this, they were like, how dare you? This book is so good. <laughs> I was like, I know. That's I funny. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's $8, and I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Marvel single number ones are, like, fucking ridiculously expensive. Yeah. I, don't buy, I don't buy Marvel single issues anymore. I, I get I'm, a lot of these books I'm, I got caught up reading them on Unlimited. Yeah, so I'm, I'm only buying... Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, and Marvel t- Two and One. Oh, and r- Runaways, um, and Marvel Two and One. I'm kind of waiting for them to just get the Fantastic Four back, and then I'm sure they're they're going to oh, do yeah, something else like with the whole that build book. Up on that one. Yeah, um, which is the only reason I'm buying that that book. But but yeah, I also have Marvel Unlimited, so I'm like, 
well, we'll see about Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Like, good for Ryan. Like, I wouldn't support him on that. And I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I also have Marvel Unlimited, and I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm I'm kind of starting to think, like, what if I just stop buying Marvel books since I have Marvel Unlimited? And then this winter when I'm out visiting my parents just start catching up on marvel unlimited yeah i don't mean personally i uh i only buy their collections and even then it's usually like i like the i like the epic collection format for the older books i think that's like pretty good bang for the buck um so i have a few of those and um they do an oversized hardcover format that I really like. And they, they do only do it for their more popular books. So like the uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel series, I've been buying these gorgeous oversized hardcovers. So I still oh, nice. throw money at Marvel. But the the hardcovers, like the, like the oversized hardcovers, it's like 35 bucks. They're like 10, 12, 13 issues. So, um, and it's like a, a slightly oversized, so it's even bigger art and everything. So Because uh, I think Marvel's... Single issues and their trade paperbacks are, are overpriced, but the um, the yeah. things like the large epic collections, those are like thirty five, forty bucks, but they're like four or five hundred pages, and it's all like yeah, older material, but it's like full color, really nice. To. Yeah, yeah. So those are like worth it, and then like I think the oversized hardcovers are worth it, and then they have the epic or the omnibus editions, which I think are fucking ridiculous and way overpriced, <laughs> and honestly not that well made anymore. Uh, but yeah, yeah. For me, it's all about the oversized and the epic collections. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll throw those. Otherwise, I'm fine with digital. I'll wait for a Comicsology sales, or if it's just on yeah Comicsology Unlimited, and I'll just read it that way. Um, do you? Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, do 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 you still buy like single like what single issue comics do you still buy? I still have a file. Um, I actually have two. Fi- I have two files. I uh, uh, there's a Eric uh, the one, other Eric store Manix in town. The um, <laughs> there's a store in downtown Olympia called the Danger Room, and uh, I've okay. had a file with them for like. 14 years uh when i got back into comics because i was out for about eight years um i mean i'd still read a comic here and there but i stopped buying comics actively for like eight years uh from 96 to 2004 i part of it was i entered high school and i thought i was whatever too cool for it and uh they marvel was doing onslaught at the time and all i read was the x-men and onslaught was fucking bullshit and so I wasn't having it, so I was just cool. I guess I'm out at this point. Um, <laughs> but when I went, when I got back into it, my brother Sean was standing in my doorway one day, and he was talking about Green Lantern Rebirth and um, Astonishing X Men. And he got like halfway through a sentence, and I was like, "Shut up and take me to the danger room." And so we set up a file, <laughs> and I think Astonishing X Men was on like issue three or four. It was like a brand new book, and so I hunted down all the issues on that and uh so i've had a file with them forever and they're like the okay. quote-unquote competition to my shop right but uh um the shop i work at um i started going when i started buying a lot of like back issues and stuff because the store i work at is like the biggest on the west coast it's fucking enormous and uh, we have over a million single comics uh there's a lot and so i'd go in there mainly with my brother sean and we'd like spend hours just you know pouring through back issues and stuff and uh yeah um 
that's how I came to, you know, eventually, you know, work there. And then, of course, once I started there, I, I started a file there initially so that I could just, like, if something looked cool, you know, uh, as you know, on a Wednesday when I was working, I could just throw it in my file for later kind of thing. But now, between my two files, and I don't remember what's what, I know I get Archie... Um, Archie's currently the only survivor of that original crop of relaunch books they did because they had um, they had a Jughead book which was pretty solid and that one's over now and they had um, oh they I think it was like three or four issues of Betty and Veronica because uh, yeah. Adam Hughes so it like never fucking came out but uh, it was fun <laughs> when it did um, it was pretty it was a pretty book I want to say it was only three issues it was super small but um, okay. yeah I got that and then the um, Josie and the Pussycats, that was pretty solid. Um, they've tried a few new things since, and I haven't liked them that, that Archie's done. But the original Archie, like, Volume 2, is still going. That's, like, I don't know, in the 40s now or something. And, and that one I still buy monthly. Uh, Monstrous from Image. Uh, I love that book. That one's super awesome. That's Marjorie Liu and uh, Santa Takeda. Uh, super, super gorgeous art on that one. One of the best-looking books coming out for sure. So I get Monstrous. I try to mostly just buy indies, just because I right. want to. I like a, like a book like Monstrous. It is important to me to like vote with my dollar. Like I don't worry about like you know, Captain America is not going to get canceled. It's not going to happen. So like I can wait. I mean, on the it might get rebooted. One, you know. <laughs> oh, it'll happen either way, right? Yeah, with it, it's going to get rebooted uh, again in like twelve issues or something. Yeah, after it's every couple years is, now. Gi- giant days i love giant days giant days is probably probably my single favorite book coming out it's definitely i mean it's hard to say but like giant days is really good that's boom boom box the young adult imprint of boom yeah. studios uh awesome slice of life uh yeah so giant days is great yeah i've, I've read the first um, couple of volumes of that first i think two i love it so much was good. I'm trying to think what else I get. I I think it's just Wonder Woman, which I honestly haven't read. I think in like a year. Uh, I I loved it when From Rucka did what it. What I understand, then, Wonder Woman isn't doing so hot right now. I, uh, I dropped the Rucka run uh, was great. Yeah, yeah and that, then that was fantastic. The, and then the first uh, Shea oh, Fontana after that was fantastic. yeah her run Shea Fontana. See, and I didn't like her run either. And I loved, I love the, um, I love the, um, the. I almost said Young Justice. Oh my god, the um, DC Superhero Girls. I love those. Those are fantastic. Right. I read those to my kids all the time. So it's like, she's great. Uh, and I didn't hate it. It was more like, frankly, I just don't remember it. It was just not. It just didn't stick with me, honestly. Sure. And then, uh, sure, James Robinson. It, James Robinson, the current writer, he's really hit or miss for me. Like he's written some amazing books, probably some of my favorites, and he's also written some absolute like ass on toast fucking dumpster fires. Which and Wonder Woman seemed like exactly that ass on toast. Yeah, well, the like, first he's... fucking story arc you're gonna give me. First of all, I'm not terrible. I don't like demigod Wonder Woman. I'm more into like shape from clay Wonder Woman. That's just me. I guess sure. I'm more old school. You know, that makes her feel more like I don't know, special, more unique. Having her be like another progeny of like Zeus when he's got like five bajillion. It's like cool. It's just he's like Lady Hercules. I don't. Th- I mean, I get that's canon with the more modern stuff. It's just uh, I'm not as into that. And like on a story like the first one Robinson did, you just double down on it. And it's like here's the the brother of Wonder Woman. Like why do I give a shit? Like it's, this is Wonder Woman's book, and I get if there's like cool supporting characters, that, but I I don't care at all about it was her like brother. Everything like there's the 
trope of like, hey, this is a hero you know and love. Let's change everything about them to see it, you know, if they are still, if it, you know, if they will still be that hero, right? But having mm-hmm. a male born on Themyscira is like, that just kind of defeats the whole purpose of what makes Wonder Woman special and the Amazon special. Yeah. Like, yeah. that, I mean, you can retcon that later down the road, but that's just, like, why is she an interesting character now? Like, that, you know, you just took away everything, not in a sense, like, ooh, that's a good challenge. It's like, well, you just defeated the purpose of the character. And and it was the whole thing yeah, of, like, that whole, and- that whole, like, dark side offspring thing was a new 52 storyline yeah yeah well rebirth is weird rebirth i I thought initially that rebirth was a good jumping on point for a lot of new readers and i really don't think that it is now as a general rule because really with rebirth all they did is they retrofit the new 52 universe to make it more like the old universe but they didn't like physically change the new 52 universe so like they brought in like a new superman and everything that was the old superman right but then like green arrow was still like the new 52 green arrow right like he was like physically the same guy and so he still would have had the same like history and like things got like called so back you know i'm i'm actually really loving what the dc universe is doing right now but yes i would agree it's not the most friendly for new writers but that's kind of because they're it seems like DC is trying to take the new 52 which they have basically all but said was a big fuck up and yeah. they're trying to use that as a plot device to be like hey something is wrong with our universe how are we going to fix it yeah. the whole doomsday clock thing which i think has been fantastic um yeah, those as those elements are interesting. All the things that out, but... yeah, all the things that John's all the threads that he's kind of pulling on, um, I do find interesting that there's a larger kind of plot at play, and you know we're meant to believe that it's Doc Manhattan, but you know who knows what's you know <laughs> that who could be like exactly, a red herring yeah. or something we don't know. Uh, so I like. I like that, like a, a writer like John's, at least tries to come up with in-story reasons why things change. You know, because um, yeah. outwardly we know that it's fucking business and whatever. But I like that he tries to, like, on the page at least, you know, do something with it. Um, and I like Jeff Jones quite a bit, and so I, I mean, I do appreciate that. And all the Rebirth stuff is really cool. It's it's more that like I, I noticed as readers would get into like maybe volume three of a book, then they like suddenly have all these questions. I'm like, wait, wait, who's this character? Because then like I saw the cartoon and it was different, yeah. or like uh, the movie and it was different, and I was like, uh, oh yeah, and I'm like, oh that is, a, and then I'll, then I'll grab a new fifty two book and show them, and then they they'll look confused if they're a new reader. I'm like, oh well, this is that same character, but it's like the previous like series and. Yeah, um, so what I'm I I, so I, I guess what we still have to figure out with the DC universe is what exactly happened during the new 50 like yeah. why the new 52 happened cuz they're they're basically saying like the the new 52 was it like it, it it like someone was messing with all of your minds to make you think the universe re- relaunched or something. Yeah. Well, like it, it's it's pretty interesting, like, with um, the DC, um, the Rebirth one-shot, you get to see 
Wally West come come back because that that mm-hmm. that version of Wally West was you know gone for five years and Wally West is like my favorite DC character probably so I was glad to see him back and he seem part, seems to remember like that things used to be different but he doesn't he doesn't fully seem to under like remember like the post crisis universe because he's also ten years younger like everyone else which didn't make any sense to me and then like yeah. he doesn't remember that he had a wife and kids I don't I don't think he remembered I think he remembered having so, a relationship ha- with Linda but I don't think have, he remembered having have kids. Have you been though. reading the Flash? No, not in a while. No. The art was so butt ugly I gave up on that book a long time ago. I I fucking loved it. Um, it, it's I heard they are I hear they are really got better good. but. Um, I, I've loved it since the day one. The art is kind of, it's very stylized. So if it's not up your alley, yeah, I can see why it's like, oh, I'm not. I think it was more inconsistent. I want to say maybe inconsistent. Maybe it was more inconsistent than anything. As I guess there was definitely like that. I think they had a few different ones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they're, they're doing the flash war right now. And, yeah. Without yeah. spoiling too much, uh, yeah, Wally West recently, like, remembered his relationship with Linda, uh, and then uh, a villain from the future uh, basically brought Barry and Wally to the 25th century and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Wally, you have kids. Uh, and so there's this thing of like, oh, well, now I have to go save my kids. And then this v- 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 villain is like, oh, well, the only way you can save them is by, like, breaking the speed force. And Wally's like, well, okay, that's what I'll do. And Barry's like, well, slow down. Like, uh, that might not be a good idea. Let's figure this out, you know. Um, and so they, they have yeah. that there's like this civil war of like, well, why don't you want me to save my, ki- my kids? And it's, it, my descri- description doesn't do it justice, but it's, it's been very, very good. I've been enjoying it immensely. I like good stuff. Uh, Joshua Williamson, the writer. I mean, I, I like him quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I did. I did try it out. I had it in my file at first. Um, some of the books I cut were for like financial reasons because um, it's basically yeah, as a, as a very long answer to your original question. Uh, let's see, I get Giant <laughs> Days, Monstrous, Archie, Superman, Action Comics, and Wonder Woman, and I think that's it. I think that's all I buy anymore. Um, I'd have to like double check my boxes, but I buy my books like once a month now. And I, I I'll be honest, yeah. like I I get so busy with stuff that I. It'll take me months to read them. Get behind I'll stuff, often have yeah. to binge a series and like yeah. So I kind of, and I I really enjoyed. Um, I know we t- we touched on it when we did our uh, Incredibles two uh, spoiler cast, but I, I really like the Rebirth Superman stuff, which has just ended and now it's Bendis taking over. And I'm not a huge Bendis fan, but Man of Steel, the miniseries. Th- uh, that is again retelling his origin, uh, but this time throwing a, a new character into the mix has been solid, you know. So far, it just wrapped up. I need to I need to finish it. But uh, yeah. and I did read an interview with him with I want to say it was USA Today, one of the big publishers, and he uh, he was saying all the right things uh, about his philosophy as far as his philosophy about Superman and why he thinks like the character ticks, and so. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with Superman for now. I know a lot of people are like, because I'm legendary for my, my hate of Brian Michael Bendis, but uh, 
Uh, I'm going to stick with it for now. I'm going to try it out for now because I think he can be good on a series. I think he's. I think the problem with Bendis more than anything is he usually has about two years worth of good ideas, and he usually stays on the book for like five years. That's one of my biggest problems with him because he's a big name and he sells. Like, yeah, like when his Avengers run started, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, I mean, he got me. He got the new Avengers when that book started. You know, that was like one of my favorite books. Like, still probably one of my favorite comics runs coming out. It was like just phenomenal, like amazing art, like high octane action. It was crazy. Like, first fucking issue, you had uh, the Sentry flying carnage into outer space and like ripping them apart. It was like, oh my god, what just happened? Ah, what? (laughs) And then, uh, but then it's like thirty issues later. In the fucking Avengers are sitting around sipping on tea and Hawkeye's talking about his ex-girlfriends and that's like the whole issue and then it's like I, I, I spent four dollars on that and I want yeah. those character moments I want those like you know but you but want them mixed in characters in revealed arc. yeah well and also it's like so it's like characters revealed through action so show me the action and you can have them you know quip at each other and whatever um but I'm gonna try them out on Superman and and, and we'll see um I hope that uh, he doesn't have Superman standing around, you know, talking to fucking Kelix in the in the in the cave in a couple of years in the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. I hope that's like not what happens. I hope I hope he keeps the that's energy up um, or knows when to pass on the reins at least. Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> Yeah, as he fucking stands around forever. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I think of Bendis, I think of, of superheroes well, he, standing he around is, talking. He is writing the two books, though. So He's writing Superman I, and Action Comics, yeah. Yeah, so from what I hear, one of them is more Clark-focused, and one of them is more Superman-focused. So if, if he can get that right, I won't mind it yeah. as much. Because the, the Clark one, like I want the discussion like i want the more like oh sure i I don't know i i guess uh not human moments per se because i want that in in superman too but like like the 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 more of the conversational stuff is what i want from clark whereas Superman, i want the the action with him reflecting on like am i doing the right thing does this make me better does this make me a bad person you know stuff like that oh no i and i agree what what they had been doing in the the rebirth era that i really enjoyed was that um superman which was my favorite of the two because it was just superman in action uh, comics after you know years of having random spinoffs and whatever at one point in the 90s they had like a weekly superman book and they had the triangle numbering so like superman this week and then adventures of superman the next week and then like they they, they had that from like mid 80s to like yeah like mid 90s they did that for a long time and at the time i thought it was dope but then like man you know at certain point you just you got to do quality over quantity you know and uh in the rebirth era superman was yeah with Thomas I and Gleason that was like the family book and so that book did have cool action um but a lot of it was Jonathan kind of exploring his new powers and also just like just father mother son cool family stuff and like Jonathan making friends and just you know Clark worrying as a parent and a lot of um 
yeah, quieter, more human moments, as well as, like, you know, they found a cool island with dinosaurs and whatever. So, like, uh, it was a cool blend of that, but a lot of the focus in the Superman book was on the family dynamic. And I really love Lois Lane, (laughs) at least the more modern iteration of her. And Lois was, to me, felt like an equal part of of that book, and uh, that's one of the things I liked best about it. And then over in action, conversely, action was, well, it was the action book, and so it was like giant sure. robots and, and cool gorillas and like a lot of space uh, <laughs> uh, battles and things like that. And a lot we saw a lot more like Lex Luthor and things like that because in the Rebirth era, Lex, Lex had his cool like Superman shield power armor and he was trying to be a good guy for a while. And there were some interesting things going on there. Um, he still kind of And Action also it. had... Yeah, they. I don't know if you're caught up. They had a falling out, which is you know not surprising. I've, so he I've, ripped I've off. Not the, read the he, Superman. He ripped books. off the Superman. And I think it's an action. He rips. Yeah, at one point he rips off like the the S shield from his his power armor. His um, thing. But he, I mean, he still has yeah. the power armor, and I, I guess now yeah. he's the leader of the Legion of Doom. But he he kind of like he he's in the like Justice League no Judge Justice thing, and they're like you know you should really be on the Justice yeah. League with us. You're trying to be a better person. He's like no, I have something else in mind. And then that's when he shows and starts yeah. the in, the Injustice League or whoever they are nowadays. Because um, of course, good old yeah, Lex Luthor. I love that design, though. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's sweet. Well, because one of the the one of the fun things they did in uh, it, it, that they also retconned, <laughs> which makes the rebirth era confusing, <laughs> is they killed they killed so they killed off New Fifty Two Superman, right? Um, and then uh, that's when Lex decides that the world needs a Superman, and he is like inspired by him, and so he takes up the S Shield. Not knowing that know the old post-crisis Superman, yeah, which is always funny. What I love that kind of like, <laughs> I love that like you know superior Spider-Man esque like you think you hate sure. someone or whatever, and then like suddenly when the opportunity presents itself, no, you I see like it another now. side. Yeah, I I kind of like that exploration, um, especially with a character like Lex Luthor that's been around for eighty years. It's you know kind of cool to see. Um, that take on him, and I and I did enjoy that. But they, yeah, of they that, killed I off Nifty Two Doctor yeah. Octopus design. I don't know have, if I've seen the new design recently. I knew, was it, it in Clone Conspiracy? It was one of those. One I know they brought him back recently. Like, basically, yeah, they brought form. him back in the Clone Conspiracy slash the whole Hydra takeover thing with Captain America. <laughs> Um, I only kept yeah. up with Miles because Miles is my baby. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, he he he's a, a, basically a new person. Like he has a new looking body. He doesn't look like the the like thicker uh, Doctor Octopus with the fucked up haircut and stuff like that. But his suit is yeah. more of like a like like a Spider Man looking like spandex suit, and it's white and green, and it it looks. Awesome. Interesting. It looks super cool. Dope. Um, but yeah, yeah. So- a, a lot of the, a lot of the, sl- I think slots really hit or miss for me. Um, parts of his Spider-Man run because he did Spider-Man for like fucking ten, 10 years. years or something. Yeah. A lot of his run, 
a lot of his run is really solid. Uh, he started with uh, the Brand New Day stuff when it was like a stable of rotating writers. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I really liked a lot of that stuff. Um, but then he did, like, Spider Island, which was fucking garbage. <laughs> and uh, it was, he I'm sorry. Weird I don't think anyone likes Yeah, he had some weird ideas, and the problem is they let him do all of them. Self-editing kids is a thing. I think if you distilled, like, I don't know, half of his run, it would be, like, looked at as, like, one of the most amazing Spider-Man runs ever. But I think if you look at it as a whole, I find it amazing. the longest. That's for sure. Oh, it's fucking, yeah, crazy long. Crazy long. Um, um, people is, seem is, to have loved all the Red Goblin, the more recent stuff. It So I literally just finished that today. I know you saw my tweet. The idea of the Red Goblin, I think, is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's like he, he was like, okay, I want to go out and do a classic Spider-Man storyline of Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin. And then who, I guess Nick Lowe, or whoever his editor is, is like, we've seen that before. It's not enough. He's like, ah, but you haven't seen the Green Goblin mixed with the Carnage symbiote, the Red Goblin. And when that happened, I was just like, oh my god, this is the stupidest thing ever. Um, But it, like, it... The the story itself though hit a lot of really good emotional beats, um, and oh, uh, yeah, cool. I I ended up really enjoy, enjoying it. Thinking this last arc was just going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that era of Spider Man. Um, even if it wasn't you know Slot himself, um, was really cool because you've got. Spider Gwen, who to me is one of the most exciting characters to come out of Marvel, and uh, was that Robbie Rodriguez and then catch up uh, on was it Jason Latour and yeah, I think it was Latour and Rodriguez, Rodriguez, yeah, 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 that created the character if I'm remembering correctly, and and uh, she's great. I know another fridge. You know, we we did our famous fridging series. Um, It was really exciting when we got to Gwen because you got to see a character get like unfridged. You know, you get this alternate reality version but you know a character that like died pretty horribly and and even now they mine the death of Gwen Stacy and they have for years and like this constant tragedy for Peter Parker um but I I love that they were able to make Spider-Gwen such a hit and it was so beautiful the first time I went it was so beautiful the first time I went to Emerald City Comic Con and uh, saw all these young women cosplaying as this character when she was only a few months old um, I think even before she got like an ongoing book, it was like, yeah. dude, this is was, you know re- representation matters. Shot. This is, yeah, it was like you know, and then same thing like Silk came along and Silk, fan favorite character from the beginning. I see a lot of great Silk cosplay now, and and um, that's really awesome, especially with Marvel's um, Asian representation being fairly problematic. Um, in especially in film, but also in the comics, it was you know having yeah. having Silk as an awesome. Uh, has an uh, have an uh, has an awesome spider kind of character um, has also been really really cool and I've seen some amazing silk cosplay as well and uh, that's awesome uh, yeah even like the variations on it, like Gwenum and all that there's it's really it's really beautiful so yeah this era of Spider Man in the past again it's been ten years but there has been a lot of really exciting stuff that's come out of it whether it was you know directly slot related or or people that he so, worked with or, or even just working on big events. Tell me how you feel about Nick Cage cast as Spider-Man Noir in uh 
enter and enter the Spider-Verse. Is that a thing? Oh my god. That is a thing. I, honestly, that, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. it I so think it always surprises people because... You've seen the 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 preview, the the trailer for Enter the Spider Verse, right? The yeah, I saw movie. that initial one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, so it, it has, has Miles, right? And that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember getting excited about it. Yeah. Um, and I guess word, like I, I guess it was rumored yesterday or the day before that they were gonna cast Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir, and then I think this morning it was like, yep, it's confirmed. Nick Cage, Dang. our our national treasure, is uh, is going to be Spider-Man Noir. Did did you hmm. ever read the Spider-Man Noir comics? I, I loved them. I, I know they were pretty popular when they came out, and they were out of print for a while, and they might still be out of print even, but... Uh, I think they still are. They, and I, I know they, they did, like, two volumes and never they finished did, it. They did two for Spider-Man, at least, and uh, from what I remember, because I have to order all the, <laughs> the Marvel books, and then uh, they did, like, some Luke Cage and X-Men and other spin-off ones that weren't as yeah, popular. Yeah, I, I read but, the X-Men ones, and the X-Men ones weren't weren't, weren't that good. They didn't look too exciting. But the Spider-Man one looked looked cool, like just a cool pulp kind of thing. But uh, no, I never actually read them. You know, I, I, I'm not anti Nick Cage. Uh, he's he's done some fun stuff. Um, it seems like odd casting to me, but uh, I think that's only because like his career is like where it is right now, where he's just kind of seen as a, as a joke. I mean, like if you had said yeah. that, like. 15 years ago or something i would have been like oh yeah man i see it but okay yeah. i i haven't i mean i don't know ghostwriter i, I, like, I, I think <laughs> i think and i i'm probably gonna eat my words when i say this but i think when he actually tries he can do it because i i loved him in kick-ass like his his oh yeah uh, yeah yeah like, he was great in that his his spoof of uh, of Batman man in that was fantastic, and yeah. sure that that's kind of like a spoof joke character, but you could tell like he was actually trying to do something different. Whereas like no yeah I think he's talented I, for sure. I, I, I it's really more of a choice like in movies thing, <laughs> you know. Ghost Rider, yeah, like oh, I yeah. like him as Ghost Rider. I don't think worked at all. I thought that was terrible. But if, like, I, for some odd reason, I kind of feel like he can do this kind of hard-boiled detective noir style, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah. Could be cool. Uh, it, you know, I'm going to check it out. It looks work. good. It looks it looks really good. And I love, Miles Morales is legitimately one of my favorite comic book characters ever. Um Yeah. I I just I don't know. I always rail against all the fucking idiots out there. They're like, oh damn, SJWs with their fucking new characters, like you know Kamala Khan or whatever. I'm like, cool. Those are like my favorite characters, and I've actually been reading Marvel comics for 33 years, and so uh, I think it's fine to love what came before, uh, but you can also embrace yeah. change. And like, I love Carol Danvers, for example. Carol Danvers used to be in the X Men comics all the time. That's how I first like discovered her, and throughout you know various name changes and whatever and, you know i loved her as captain marvel i loved her when she was oh, firebird i don't know she had a couple weird names in there um 
you know, and the old weird yeah. bathing suit with the red sash, you know, looking outfit. I mean, that was cool. But it also felt really awesome when it was like, I'm Captain Marvel now, and I have this cool new outfit, and it like looks like almost like a superhero's military dress uniform. But then they kept the, the sash as like the, the nod to the old outfit, but it was like, yeah. you know, and then like the cool hair that like looked like it was more like a faux hawk thing going on. And, and then there was like this new Miss Marvel, and like, I don't know, I felt, I'm a big fan of legacy characters, and that's the thing that I always loved about DC. And until the past 10 years or so, I thought. DC did infinitely better was having like Dick Grayson and and Wally West and Bart Allen and and all these kind of characters that could the idea that like the Green Lantern isn't a guy it's a mantle that you can wear yeah and like the Flash isn't a guy the Flash is like yeah is a mantle and it can be passed down and there have been several versions and even like Barry wasn't the first and he certainly won't be the last uh, I really love that concept. That's why I love the JSA best out of all the DC superhero teams because, to me, that felt like they had a lot of the cool uh, legacy characters. And, and like, so you'd have like old man Jay Garrick, the original Flash, and you'd have like old Alan Scott, the original um, Green Lantern. Right. But then you'd have uh, you know, like Wildcat or, or some of these younger characters, um, like Liberty Bell or whatever, and and some of them were like like a new like the cool the cool Android Hour Man, which I always forget about until I reread that series from the beginning. Like, oh yeah, the Hour Man because they have the cool robot Hour Man, and then he's like gone pretty quick. But uh, uh, but I love all that stuff. There's like just all these variations over the years, and it's like, well, we do the same job, we just might do it differently or look differently. Um, in Marvel, it was always like, well, the Marvel sliding timeline is the thing and so it's like well peter parker yeah he's been spider-man for a long time but he's still somehow only like you know 25 or something right even though he's been around for fucking 60 years because he just won't age um but (laughs) suddenly you you did like oh well then there's miles morales and you can in really we're in a we're in a situation now where it's the best of both worlds because it's like you can still read Peter Parker. He has a book. If you want to read Miles, you can. If you want to read both, you can. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And that's been one of my favorite things about mainstream comics in the past 10 years or so is uh, the the introduction of more of these legacy characters. And despite Marvel constantly doing all these reboots and things, that's one of the things I think they're getting really right is, like, Miss Marvel, that book, I mean, G. Willow Wilson can write that book forever, and, and I will just keep supporting it because it's just so damn good, and every artist they've had on that book has been so damn good. And uh, yeah. the, the only one that drives me nuts with Marvel is um, Carol Danvers. They want her to be so big, and they're hyping the movie, but then they keep putting her in all these event books. And they keep like mischaracterizing her. That's like the the biggest messed up I think that like Marvel's doing right now is like they 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 keep just like fucking up Carol Danvers and like guys, you want her to be your version of Wonder Woman. You want her to be like your de facto lady superhero. And I love Carol Danvers and I want her to be like fucking a list. In my heart, she is a list. But like, you need to like not have her be an asshole in Civil War too. You know, you did like yeah. you know what I mean. You need to write her better. You need to because they'll put really good talent on that book. Like Kelly Sue DeConnick. Most of that run was amazing that she did, but the parts that are shit of the Kelly Sue run are when you like do this Black Mirror crossover, you know, like do the do this crossover here. Right. Like I fucking hated all that, and uh, thankfully most of that's skippable, and then you're you're fine. But uh, yeah, that's like the biggest thing that 
and I think Marvel's slightly worse, but both of them still can't help themselves with like the big events. Like we've been talking about Spider Man a lot, and like there's been like Spider Verse yeah. and Venom Verse and all these things. It's like fucking guys. Oh my god. I mean, like if you do it every once in a while, it can be ex- it can be exciting. I remember when I got back yeah. into comics, they they had gotten to the point where they had really burnt out, and like they weren't doing events for like many years. They hadn't done any events, and then they did House of M. Bendis came along. Well, like, well, House of M started in 2005, <laughs> and that one I was genuinely excited for. And overall, I thought that one was really solid. Uh, I haven't reread it in a long time, uh-huh. but I remember really loving House of M. Um, That's good. Yeah. yeah. But then, again, th- but then it felt like, okay, well, like, once a year they had to do a big event again, and then it became two, three times a year. Um, and, and so it was on those, like, you just you do it too much. No, I don't think anyone's saying, like, no events, just maybe every few years, you know, when you have a story that, like, warrants it and, you know, don't write, don't write characters out of character to make the, the plot work or whatever because that's actually shit writing. Um, so yeah. I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like a grumpy hipster, but that's... <laughs> and that's part of the reason <laughs> I don't buy more, you know, more mainstream books these days is, is I don't like crossovers. Well, I don't like big events. Last... Last question here that we can talk about and then we can go do whatever else we gotta go do um how do you feel about the news of dc's dc universe thing what are your thoughts on that because i'm i'm honestly very disappointed in what it is it's it's like the video streaming service is that what it is because well yeah we knew some kind of streaming service was coming um because they were they were like yeah we're gonna make our own thing we're gonna do like the teen titans show and stuff like that um but i mean for years they've kind of been behind the game in like a digital streaming service something for their comics yeah. Marvel has Marvel Unlimited. Uh, Marvel also has a deal with Comixology Unlimited, so you can get a lot of Marvel stuff on that. Yeah, but you, like you really can't get digital DC comics unless you buy it straight from them, or buy it on Comixology where you pay full price unless there's some kind of sale. Um, so, so like for me personally. Like, I, I think there's way too many streaming services now for Disney to have their own, for DC to have their own, for the CW to have their own thing. Like, it, it makes no sense. No one is going to pay for every single one of them, right? They need to consolidate or something. Yeah. But if if DC was like, look, you can get all of our original streaming shows – you can get all of our cartoons, all of our animated movies, as well as our digital backlog of comics and new comics six months behind for like 15 bucks a month. Hell yeah. Like that would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I would have, you know, I would have been shut up and take my money. Uh, you know, I, I've got Hulu and I've got Netflix. I like them okay. Um, I'm I'm someone that's like so busy all the time and just I'm usually just with work right and chasing kids around that I can't ever sit down and watch like you know traditional TV like if something's on a date or whatever right. I'm gonna miss it uh, so I I get having the convenience of like a Netflix and and I and I can I consume a lot of stuff on there 
at the same time, I don't even like paying for Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> the you know mm-hmm. having the two that I have already, like I feel yeah. like for the most part I could get away with like just Netflix. Of course, I say that and then I scroll through Netflix for twenty minutes and I can't find a goddamn thing. It's one of those like I have too many options. You, you probably know? can. It's it's the thing of like do do you want Netflix's original content or do you well, want that's the, the like. I actually that's a lot of what I that's actually a lot of what I like from them now I got to the point with Netflix where I was like man I don't know if they're just losing a lot of licensing deals or what but it started to feel like they were getting really boring for a while and I actually thought about canceling my subscription but then yeah they started really putting out stuff like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and um, Haters Back Off have you seen Haters Back Off yet? it's fucking amazing it's um it's also a Netflix original I no one ever talks about it, so I don't. I don't think like anyone ever watches it. But it's a Netflix original. I don't know any of the actors except for um, uh, her. De- I think it's her uncle. Yeah, her uncle is um, the main character's uncle is uh, oh the creepy guy from Eastbound and Down that's like in in love with Kenny Powers. Um, Not ringing a bell for me. Uh, did you watch uh, uh, Eastbound and Down? No. <gasps> oh mm-hmm. my god. Okay. Uh, if you ever get to watch Eastbound and Down, I, I would love to have that discussion. It would be an awesome Whatnots episode, I think. Eastbound and Down is about, um, he he was a major league, and it's, oh fuck, what's his name? Danny McBride. Danny McBride was okay. a star, he was a star, he was a star pitcher in, in Major League Baseball. He was kind of like a uh-huh. uh, Randy Johnson type, so he had like the mullet, was like total hick, like whatever, sure. but he was really good, and of course he was, you know, whatever, fat and fucking, you know, chewing tobacco and like super gross, uh, kind of racist <laughs> idiot, but he was really good at baseball, and so he was like this kind of like odd celebrity, and still still okay. resonates very much in like, you know, kind of like Trumpville today, right? But uh, he basically, <laughs> through copious drug use and other whatever things, he just started to lose his game and, you know, showed his sure. descent into the minor leagues and ultimately out of pro sports, and then it's like, you know, several years later, and he's like a fucking like substitute teacher and all this bullshit, um, it's an amazing show. It was on HBO, so it's got like him like fucking like doing lines of coke and banging strippers and all kinds of. It's it's like it's a com- it's a comedy, but it's like a really dark comedy. It's like really fucked up, like dark raunchy, dark dark comedy. and raunchy. It's real fucked up. Um, that sounds fantastic. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's it's at least like three seasons. It wasn't like a terribly long show, but it was really 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 funny. But one of the one of the guys on that. So again, it won't matter because you haven't seen it. But fucking a, uh, yeah. Haters back off is also really <laughs> funny. Haters back off is all about this like basically female Napoleon Dynamite type that's trying to become a YouTube star, and she has okay. no talent at all. And one of the best things about her, she puts oh, on sounds like me. Well, she puts on, like, a lot of, like, red lipstick, but it, like, goes, like, over her lips, like, you know, and then, yep. and it's just, it's, it's so beautiful. Like, she's so yeah. bad, she's so bad, it's good. She's like, Ooh, like, it's, oh my god, I fucking love it. Tessa, every time I watch it, Tessa would be looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, this is the funniest show ever. And she's like, no, why it's just you, like, bad. Why are you watching this? Yeah, thing? like, why? Like, actually getting mad at me, like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I know, it's, it's a, of course it's ridiculous, it's the whole point. We just, we have different senses of humor, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Netflix does have some original, amazing original content now, and that's why I've stuck around. Um, it does, yeah, is it was my long-winded answer on that. I don't, I don't know. I remember seeing they're being very coy on Twitter. It was like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" And I was like, "Okay." So I'm like, "Let me click the follow. Let me see what's up." And then when I saw it was the streaming thing, I was 
zero percent excited. I was like, I don't uh, really. That's the thing. Their big announcement. They were when they were like, "Get ready, we have big news t- tomorrow." They didn't announce anything new. Really, like yeah. that was stuff we already knew. Like we knew they were gonna have a streaming yeah. harvest. It felt we very anticlimactic. It was gonna have their original sh- shows. I guess the one thing that was new was that like. It's going to have the cartoons and the old, like, Batman 89 stuff. Yeah. Like, that stuff will all be on on there, too. But I was like, that's not really big news. You're just basically telling me that I can no longer watch that on Netflix. Like, that, you know. Yeah. Like, I have to pay someone else to do that? That's not fun. Like, big news for me would have been like yeah i can stream the movies the tv shows the cartoons i can read the comics i can get like discounts on merchandise or t-shirts and stuff like that would have been fucking amazing like just like this one-stop shop like or or like different tiers right hey i only want the comics or hey i want the comics and the cartoon streaming stuff right yeah that that would have been amazing but it just seems tone deaf to me like this is what like people have been wanting some kind of like hey where are your comics where can we buy your comics where can we read your i'm really surprised that they don't have yeah a marvel unlimited style like reading app yet it just they gotta get they they must get asked every single day about it uh, yeah, I, well, so with streaming but services, the only reason how I even, does that? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just say the only reason I even pay for two now is that like Hulu is more like you know the TV that you just missed. You can watch it like the right. next day, or in like Netflix is for some movies and hits, yeah. original stuff. Yeah. But... Not uh, as much as Netflix. But that's, like, all I watch it for is, you know, whatever. I'll watch Saturday Night Live or whatever, uh, you know. Sure. Um, that's, like, pretty much what I use Hulu for. But, uh, yeah, with... Because Marvel and DC, are especially, they're like Coke and Pepsi, where they rip each other off all the time. And uh, so I'm really surprised that they haven't followed suit yeah. with their own yeah un- unlimited reading It's so service. strange to me. I mean, I that, that being said, you work in a comic book store yeah like i i i, I know kind of on one hand bottom line you want people to read these books but like like if you're also wanting people to come into the store and buy them physically like how like what's your guys's relationship with those online services well i mean i can only you know talk for myself but um as as far as you know me me being a comics lover and a guy that works in the shop and whatever like uh i i think all that stuff is cool and um i i think like there's i get spoiled because i live like four miles away from yeah the biggest comic shop on the west coast like i can get in my car and i'm there in 10 minutes you know and uh, and i get to work there even i get paid to hang out there that's like a huge honor and a huge privilege that not a lot of people get um and anyone that's like local they can come in and just sit on the couch and read and it's like a really cool warm inviting uh atmosphere and i think that's like super awesome and we're open late and so like you know a lot of things in olympia close at like you know eight or something but you know our shop stays until midnight so it's like 
it's really cool being able to have that. But I also, again, I live right down the street from it. Um, I try to keep in mind that, like, there's a kid in Indianapolis or, you know, in the fucking, you know, in Ohio in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have a comic shop, so it's not even an option for them, you know. Or if they do have a comic shop, they don't feel welcome there. Yeah, it's far away, or they don't feel welcome. I mean, you know, I I work at a shop that's, like, super um, inclusive and, and, and all welcoming, so regardless of, you know, your gender expression or whatever it is you're you're not gonna get judged and uh you know we we make that Mm -hmm. clear from the get-go but you know there's a lot of shops unfortunately where you know being like a a young lady or whatever can can get you know get you scrutinized you're like oh you buying this for your boyfriend or whatever and it you know and then we'd like to think it doesn't happen anymore that it's like a stereotype but it you know i've i've talked to several you know of my friends and stuff where that is the case in like a book like Miss Marvel, you know, is one of Marvel's biggest sellers digitally. Um, I don't, and I don't pay super close attention to like you know sales numbers, but I know digitally that book is a hot one for them. And to me, yeah. that doesn't tell me necessarily that, um, you know, well, for one thing, you know, I'm not going to assume that everyone reading Miss Marvel is a lady because, like, I read Miss Marvel and I'm a 37 year old man and I love it. But, you know, a book like Miss Marvel does have a large female readership. Uh, and so, to me, right. part of what I would infer is that um, either they don't have access to a comic store or they do not feel welcome. Um, and so, it's amazing and great that they have the ability to still buy the book that they love. I mean, a better option would be, you know, if they want to buy a physical copy that, you know, they can go to a place and actually be welcomed and not be treated like sure. fucking pariahs or whatever. True. But um, it's it's nice that, that that's an option. And, you know, I, I have, I know people that come in and they'll buy the physical comics, but then still buy digital copies as well. Because sometimes people, well, and like with Marvel, the cool thing that Marvel and now DC is doing that I that I do like giving the free the code did i love i love the digital codes and for a while marvel got rid of them and it was fucking bullshit and people like lost their minds (laughs) i remember that oh because i'll be honest like Like, even yeah when i'm gonna get a code to some random book that yeah that that was dumb that was so dumb to read 20 other volumes of to figure out what's happening yeah i i think it does shock people since i work at a comic store they might i think they often think well i must hate you know digital or whatever it's like i actually i love digital comics in fact i actually i think i read more digital comics than physical ones at this point um i still buy the comics i buy and it's very important for me to support the artist and again support a small business and you know i work at a small business so like i understand that's that's all really important and those are things that are always in my mind because i mean you know like again my very livelihood is you know based on people buying books and so of course i think it's important at the same time uh i love being able to ever see do you ever see diamond kind of catching up and being like hey what if we offer some kind of service so that stores like individual comic shops can offer digital store like like i mean maybe it's it's like diamond opens up their version of comicsology and each store can kind of like set up their own thing so i can have like a local shop and then yeah. that local shop gets 
part of the c- c- cut or something? Uh, or I don't it, know one hundred percent. I think they do. I think they can offer. I'm fairly digital. certain they can. I'm fairly certain they can do that now. I'm, fer- I'm fairly certain there's like a uh, like a way to like post a link or something. Like uh, uh, I, I I don't deal with them directly that much, and you know I'm glad it's you know. Above I my think pay something grade. like that. If if they can find the right thing to just be like, hey, we have the books physically here if you want them, but if you would also prefer digital, like you can still get digital comics through your local comic book store, or just you know just straight from yeah. Diamond or straight from Comicsology. Like I I I feel like there's a huge hole there. Well, I know it, when um, when uh, I. When I was buying my physical Marvel editions, um, anytime I put in uh, the codes, it would ask me where I bought it, and you know, okay. so, and so I would say, you know, Maybe Olympic cards and comics. So, reward. so there's got, yeah, there's got, to, and again, I don't know all the nuts and bolts because I don't work at Diamond or whatever, but like, but yeah, I know I did get asked. There would be like a portal that'd be like, where'd you buy it? And because it's all my comics come from either the Danger Room or Olympic. And so um, it was always, you know, between those two. Um, but I know they, that they would ask. So, yeah, there's something there. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I don't know all the particulars. Um, I think there's more overlap than, than people would think. Because, like, I just love to read comics. And so sometimes yeah. I'm on the fence about a series. But, like, if it's, like, a buck to check out a single issue or whatever, you know, it's like, well... That might be a lot more enticing than you know twelve ninety nine for and a collection eight, or whatever eight whatever dollars it is. for or, Thor yeah, number one yeah um, and so when they have because I I wait till they have you know sales on on things and when they do have sales they're usually pretty good so like yeah. I think I bought um, the the complete Planet Hulk storyline for like five dollars you know and I was like well that's that's solid I think I, you know I felt pretty good about that that's like hundreds of pages that's worth awesome, of, and yeah. it's a really good story so. Um, yeah, I don't have any problem buying digital. I don't have a problem with people buying digital. I totally get it. Um, I'm the type that there's certain books I still want print copies anyway. So I'll buy my indie books just because I want to support those creators and keep those books around because I know that they still go off, you know, the sales uh, of those things. Uh, and Diamond, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I get that that's still a thing, and I'm always paranoid that some of my little indie books are going to get canceled, so... Um, that's why I still buy the books like Monstrous and Giant Days that I do, is those are the books that I really, really, really want to vote with my dollar. But yeah, if it, like, like Batman, I love Batman, but Batman is so not going to get canceled. But if, if Comixology has a really cool, like, hey, it's the Dark Knight sale or whatever, and it's like, you know, $5 trade paperbacks or whatever, like, of course I'll hit that up. And that's, yeah. that's exactly what I do. Uh, even having said that, there's certain books that like I still want print copies of anyway, like uh, Mind Management, the gorgeous Matt Kent series. Uh, he does watercolors, and there's something about his pencils and, the, and, and with the watercolors that uh, I'm sure it looks great digital. It probably looks really good digital, but the hardcovers are 20 bucks a piece. They're these nice little hardcovers. Um, super heavy paper stock, and his his watercolors, his finished art on that paper on this gorgeous matte paper it looks stunning absolutely stunning and so to me that's like that's such a satisfying read ultimately a lot of it breaks down to you know again wanting to support the people i support and if it's an older book i tend to do better reading it physically 
like old Strange Tales, old Doctor Strange, Steve Ditko, stuff like that, old Ford color process. There's just something about that like art style and the color style that I... I, 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 my eyes feel more fatigued on the screen for whatever reason. A lot of it's probably just it's more exposition heavy, so more like actual reading little text bubbles, things like that. I'm sure, and, and, and I'm old, and my eyes don't work the greatest, and so these tiny little <laughs> text boxes trying to read them. Where a lot of modern comics look really, really good digital because a lot of them, most of them, That's I would say, are digitally colored. Yeah, they're digital. Yeah. They're a lot of them are digitally drawn, digitally created, digitally um, colored. And so even if they're thinking of you know it ending up in print, um, there's something like digital colors on my iPad. Oh man, they just there's a lot of books that like really pop and look gorgeous um and with a lot of it being written more kind of movie style with more conversational dialogue just bigger splash pages and things a lot of that can look really stellar on a on a on a nice high resolution screen so i mean to me yeah there's no there's no wrong answer it's 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 whatever works for you i mean ultimately if you're buying comics, I guess that's the big thing. Is like, just buy your comics. Don't be the dickhead that like torrents fucking everything and then complains yeah. about that book getting canceled later. You know, it's like I'm yeah. sorry, but you are part of the problem. If you, you know, weren't, you weren't helping. You weren't yeah buying the book, dude. Seriously. <laughs> well, like, and I get, dude. Like, I get being poor, but like that excuse isn't gonna work with me because Comicsology is like six dollars and fifty one cents a month, uh, and uh, there are yeah. thousands of books on there that you can read. You can thousands. Read and there's a lot of really really good books on on there and that's that's a big part of how i read now and so yeah i i don't know man (laughs) who knows comics are weird Uh, comics are weird and and people get comics are cool though at the same time i love them i love them i love them to death if if you you couldn't tell i'm fond i'm fond of them (laughs) well that being said I say we wrap things up right there. Uh, if you guys have been joining us live, uh, thank you guys for checking it out. You can watch this live every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Western or Pacific yeah. Time, I, sh- I should say, not Western. We should call it uh, Western Time. How noon, son? I mean, it's right. it's it. I'm I'm on the east coast. You're on the west coast. I mean, it is Western everything. time, really. So <laughs> you're not you wrong. are in the west. That is, that uh, is true. No, uh, but yeah, every Friday afternoon, five thirty Eastern, two thirty Pacific. Um, if you guys want to catch the live stream, you can watch it at thewhatnots.com slash live streams. Uh, or if you want to go to twitch.tv slash the whatnots, which is basically what you'll see on our own little website page there. We would love to have you guys follow us on that, as well as on YouTube or on iTunes or wherever. Um, Go do all the like, share, subscribe stuff. If you guys liked this episode or any of our other podcasts, go check out patreon.com slash the whatnots. Uh, and if you miss the live streams, you can get the episodes early for as little as a dollar a month. Now that we have both the review show and the captain's log up and running weekly, oh yeah, uh, that's that's eight episodes a month that you will get early. That's fantastic. That's a steal. That is quality um, quality content. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, that being said, there has been a little bit of a hiccup on some on some of the RSS feed stuff for our like our individual RSS feeds. Uh, I think primarily on uh, the reactor core. Not all of the episodes are showing up correctly like they should be. That's so I'm working to figure that out. Uh, we'll keep you all updated. If nothing else, uh, our, our RSS feed for the whatnots. Um, which hopefully eventually one day we will kind of hide and get rid of, so you guys will each have to subscribe individually to all of our sh- our sh- shows. Uh, at least that one is still up for now, and you can catch everything we do on there or at thewhatnots.com for all of our stuff. I'm going to shut up before <laughs> I start talking too much and people forget things. Um, we should have an episode of the Reactor Core on Ant-Man and the Wasp up by the time you guys are listening to this if you missed the live stream. Uh, so go check that out as well, thewhatnots.com. Eric, where can they find you on I the am, I'm at the Bobby Krogan everywhere. Um, I mostly hang out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, you can also find my pro page, uh, Eric Mannix Photography, as well. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's about it as far as things I actually use. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to find me on the internet, I am at Hush315 on Twitter. Uh, and that is where you can find me. I'm also the one running the accounts for The Whatnots. You can follow us at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, and that will have updates for all of our shows, all our website stuff, uh, and yeah, that's good. Uh, next week, um, I'm still tr- trying to get Belinda to come on the show. I, I didn't hear back from her this week, so hopefully She's n- already hold next week yeah. we can have her. <laughs> That'd be dope. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure she is a busy woman. Definitely. Uh, that being said, we'll be back next week same bat time same bat channel so until then we will see you this has been the captain's log we will see you next week later guys adios guys